Hey, everybody. That is Gary Smith. Hello there. That is Kaz Kenny. And I am Eddie Bramble, and this is episode 53 of the Blackwater's Edge podcast. Oh, man, we got got a great guest today, don't we, man? Yes, sir. I love that guy. All right, so look, we're going to talk a little bit about the fishing report. Yeah, start us off with the fishing report, yep. So uh, it's getting cold. It's gotten cold here the last two days, and uh, the winds have been pretty extravagant, and fishing has been pretty much miserable. You know, if you can find... No. Well, if you can find a place to tuck in, and you know some of those spots, and you get under a bridge, and you can hide out, then there's places that you can go, and you can catch some fish, you know? Um, Key Wallace has been pretty much the most reliable Key spot. Key Wallace has been fire for a week you and know? a half. I mean, fire, unreal, absolute dude. fire. And here's the thing. I mean, think about the number of people that are out there. You know, I was talking to Damien. Damien was running some bait over to Vienna for a friend of ours, right? And uh, Damien called I didn't me. I know you had friends. I know, I don't. I pay him. I pay him good. <laughs> I give him free baits. That's what I do. I give him free baits. <laughs> but anyway, he says, you're not going to believe this, man. He's like, I was driving over, and I saw probably eight to ten being reeled in. And then when I came back, I lost count at 10 how many were being reeled in as I came back an hour later. No you just shoe off while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Some more. laughs> but, uh, I mean, every, everything has had a time here in the last two weeks. You know, all the spots have lit up at some point or another and caught a lot of fish, you know. You know, here's the thing I want to talk about. You know, a lot of people are asking about white perch because they're seeing the videos and stuff that we're doing and things like that. Our resident white perch are gone. We don't have a resident population anymore. So what you see right now com- coming into the Blackwater is that you've got, you know, people coming, the migratory's coming in. That's what you're seeing, basically. Right. And what really set these fish off was when these migratory fish showed up. You know, Justin had just set the nets two weeks prior. We hadn't seen any fish. You know, we couldn't figure out what was going on. And, and then, then as boom. soon as them white perch showed up, they were right behind them, ass deep and going in the net. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, the net fish numbers that we're seeing are just crazy, man. I mean, Eddie, you you, you see what we had last year and what we're getting now already this early, you it's, know? It's, it's more fish. They're bigger fish. And they're earlier than last year. Yeah. It's 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 unreal. It's yeah. it's a crazy explosion. Last year was a kind of crazy year. You know, yeah. we, we didn't really get a nice fishing season, so to say. It stayed kind of mild and kind of warm. You know, so I think last year we had probably a much more successful spawning year. Yes. Than the year before. You got to understand when we get these cold snaps early, like October. You know, and then we get into the cold, and I'm ice fishing by Thanksgiving somewhere. You know, that water's gotten cold as can be. I mean, them fish ain't as active. You know what I'm saying? When we get them stretches of warm water or warm weather, last year we had fry balls in the early part, late part of October and November. Yeah, I was going to say, it was almost yeah. Thanksgiving. It was, it was, it was Halloween anyway. Yeah. I remember it was April last year. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised there are in fry balls out there There this is. Week. There yeah. is. There is. I mean, I've already seen it. It's, so. it's already been warm enough right. for them. Yeah, cold. it has been. You know, we had that We had that shot of that jag of hot there for them 80-degree days and stuff like that. Picks two and, or three. And, Right, well, that's what I'm saying. There was enough days there of warm weather for somebody to do something, have a little hobbling gaga somewhere, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, I mean, as far as the fishing goes, it's, you know, snakeheads, a few white perch. Um, I, I like bullhead catfish, you know, just because they're small. You can just, I don't mean to be gross, but you just snap the head back and you pull the skin off and it's like eating a chicken wing, you know? Kind of like puffer fish, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like that. You know, we, we've noticed the last two years that, they love eating these catfish, man. They do. You know, so. I, Why don't you talk real quick about the uh, the one you found the other day with Justin, the one fell out Oh, okay. Okay, so we've had a few fish. We went live with the one that we caught. Yeah. So that, that fish was 32 inches long? Is 31 inches. 31 inches. And it had, what was what was the gizzard? She had nine inches or no, something? No, it was bigger like? than that. It was at least 12 inches. I was tw- no, it was 13 and a quarter. It was 13, yeah. Per quart. No, no, that, no. This, this was the first one, the oh, gizzard okay. shad. Yeah. I'm trying to show the people, you know, because you hear I, my snakeheads didn't have nothing. They're not eating everything. So I'm trying to show people that when they have a fresh meal in their belly, if you get a little bit past there, you can see the remnants of what they just digested. Right. Well, and, and people need to remember, too, and we've talked about this so many times already, it just feels like we're beating a dead horse, but still a lot of people don't realize this, how quickly they digest food. I mean, it's just in 24 hours, it's just they're gone. Right. The stomachs are empty again, right. and it's nothing for a 14 inch fish to be inside of a 28 inch snake and be gone in less than a day. And people don't understand that yet. The other one that we had was the carp. Yes, so that was a 12 and a half pound. Or no, it was a nine pound. No, no, ours ours was nine and a half. That was nine that and a half, half pounds. Yes. Pounds. 
Okay, the, the other fish that had the carp. So we had one in there that was... That fish was only 27 or 28 inches. 28 inches, I and think it And it had was. a 14 or 15-inch carp in it? Yep. I no, 18. 18, no. 18, you're right. No, yeah, yeah. No. It was an 18-inch carp. That's right, because it was three or yep. four inches bigger than your foot. That's yep. right, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So it had an 18-inch carp in it, and the snakehead was only literally... It was like 28 inches. 28, 30. I mean, it was, it was a good size, and it was very thick and very oh, yeah, it was healthy. A, it was a fat, you know healthy I mean? fish, for sure. And and I thought it was probably going to be two fish, but Eddie was right. He said, no, nah, I think we're looking at one. You know, I, I really thought, man, this thing's double dipping. Look at this. Sucker, but that carp, know? I mean, that carp wasn't even down, down his mouth all the way. It fell out of his mouth right. right in the basket. So a lot of people don't know. So, like, I use that white purse to show folks. And, and Mike Stewart did a little video and posted that mm-hmm. on the page to show you, Ned, how resilient these fish are. So, you know, Justin had had that fish maybe three hours. And, I mean, literally had an inch hole in its head. They, they haven't quite checked out yet, so in, they're still in that twitch nerve kind of phase. Man, they can be in that forever. Yeah, so so especially when you put them on ice and you keep yeah. them cold. You know, it just prolongs that. So when you grab one of those fish, and if you get them in the middle, if they've got something and they're in that twitchy nerve state, let's say, they'll drop that fish when it folds in half right. in your hand. Boom. And that's what happened. And that's when exactly that, what when happened. that carp fell out, I looked at him like, dude. And he was just looking at me like, are you kidding? <laughs> right? I said, yeah, but remember, man, they don't eat bass, man. Bass are too big for them to eat. Right? You know? So, I don't know. I just, you know, the white perch. You know, the white perch was a 9-inch white perch, and that was in uh, 18-inch fish. 18-inch fish. 9-inch white perch. It's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm not trying to be this blood and guts and gory guy. Okay? Right. I'm trying to share with you what we're seeing here. That's it. I'm not trying to show mass bodies and all this stuff like everybody wants to think. And I'm, it's it, it's interesting though what we see this year. Everything we've cut open. I mean, not everything, but most of what we've cut open so has, far has contents. It's and not just that, but what, what are the contents? Gravid. I mean, they got what. What are the contents? Right. They're I mean, carp and shad. Carp and shad. Why uh, is that? Because Run there's out nothing everything else to eat. Else. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because we know they don't like carp and shad. They don't. Because Pant- for, for... getting empty, buddy. Exactly. For five years, we've cut up snakehead now, and we have not seen carp and shad in their bellies until this year. Not in these kind of numbers. No. I mean, we've that's seen them I mean. here and there. You know, last year when we saw the first one the cornflower put up, and I think that fish, that carp was close to two pounds or three that pounds. Was it was carp. bigger than what I got. That was probably 18-inch fish, 20, 20-inch fish, you know? We'll so, be able to tell real soon because we're, we're yeah. gonna know when we, when we get in there in the ditch. Yeah, yep. I mean, if they're uh, if they're eating the carp in there, we'll be able to tell because they didn't they've never eaten them before. And, exactly. and, and this is the thing I, I thought about. You know, them carp never really use these ditches like hideouts. You know what I'm saying? And in the last three years, if you pay attention, a lot of these little skinny ditches off to the side somewhere are just packed tight with. Yeah. So we've got a big three-year. Well, it's funny because you know, our three-year fish are about this big right now, which right. is what we're seeing everywhere. And I'm talking loads of them. You know what I mean? It's funny to me because for for as long as we've been fishing these snakeheads now, everywhere you go, like this is what I've always told people coming in the store: if there's carp around, don't fish for snakeheads there because they're not there. They don't mingle. They don't like being around each right. other. If carp are there, the snakehead have moved out. Find somewhere else to fish. You know what and I think we're also has to do with bellies. it too with the carp is is the carp muddy the water up, you know yeah. what I mean? And the snakeheads do not like... Well, they already can't see well. Right, and and like, think about like runoff, like the things I've been showing us lately, you know? We get to an area, we've had a, a heavy rain, the fish completely push out of that canal or whatever because it's brown now, and when you get out there and you can find that, that ridge line, whatever you want to call it, current break, that's where you find the snakeheads, you right. know what I mean? So I think that the carp have realized if I keep this area muddy enough... I'm not going to have to worry well, about a problem. I don't, I don't you know? think that's as, as much as just their, their bottom feeders. Well, right. They do, man. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I, that, that, that's I, I like to go of. deep, man. Some that's of them do problem. politics, but most of them are just, <laughs> you know. Just. If they're into politics, they're in the slimy waters. <laughs> that's, right. That's, right. that's right. Uh Speaking of politics, we did tell everybody about uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Andy. Yeah, yeah uh, Congressman Andy Harris. He stopped in here, uh, not last week, the week before. Week before. Um, and he was just telling just thanking us for all the help we've done, and uh, and we thanked him for, for the help he's done. Yeah. Uh, D- different context, Mr. Harris. 
<laughs> but no, we were thanking him for the help that he, he has done in uh, allocating funds to the DNR for snakehead research. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, he's been, a, he's been a big help for us as far as getting some grant money and things like that. And, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, you got Keith Graffius in the picture, too. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a guy. You know, he helps Andy out a lot with a lot of things, social media and things like that, and he does a great job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I just I just wanted to plug him again this week yeah, to absolutely. say, hey, thank you. You know what I mean? As far as fishing goes, a couple guys are finding a few crappy here and there. I mean, you can find a little bit of this little bat if you move around enough. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the whole fishing report. I, I do have to say... Um, them suckers are catching fish, dude. These suckers are catching some fish. We'll talk about them later in the show. All right. So with that, we've got this week's guest here, John Fuzz. John, how you doing today, buddy? Well, fantastic. How are y'all doing? Johnny John, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man. Another day in paradise down here. <laughs> you sure you can handle me for an hour or what? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to try my best. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about being on the phone. You can always hang out. That's right. <laughs> Um, so john for those who don't know why don't you give everybody a a quick background about yourself tell everybody about yourself um well i um i'm a full-time fishing guide have been now for 11 years and i live in south carolina i started coming up that direction i want to say 2015 and uh, it's been it's been a few years um coming up that way to chase the sickas and having a good time with it and um you know, two years ago, I noticed a fella, and y'all know him as Paul Russo. He was on one of yeah. the bridges, yeah, yeah. and he pulled a snakehead in, and we pulled over and said, hey. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, I got, I just stopped here, and I got 15 already. <laughs> and uh, that kind of piqued my interest. And um, that following that following uh, March, I came up, and uh, and I, I did real well with them. I've kind of been, you know, into, into catching them since, so giving you a reason to come up here other than sick of deer, huh? Do, do you like eating them, John? You, you got some, some tasty recipes you might want to share with anybody? How you how you like to cook them? Um, you know, I, I have a uh, – <laughs> I'm very fortunate to um, have Maya around, and she's a professional chef, so oh, I clean them. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the address so we can get a place next door, bro? <laughs> But no, she's she's terrific at it. She'll break them down as well, but um, uh, she can do some seriously uh, magical things with them. But wow. um, I do make fish cakes with them. Um, I think I've seen y'all post those multiple yeah, times. Yep, yep. Um, you know, whether it's baked, uh, Mr. Gary's had them baked for uh, for me when we visited um, this past fall, and those were you know, that was fantastic too. It's it's kind of hard to go wrong with them. They're they're mm-hmm. such a good fish, real mild and easy going. You know, a lot of people they ask me all the time about value, and everything has value. You know, and I I, I really thank God that they've got food, the food value that yes, they do. You know, that, thankfully, because that that's really their only saving grace at this point. So, John, I, 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 know, I know you grew up in the Philippines. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your growing up and getting here and how all that came together for you? Well, I, uh, my mom's full-blooded, so she's from there. Uh, I was born in, in Manila, and uh, my dad is actually American. He's from Texas, and he was in the Peace Corps, met her. And um, I spent a little bit of time there. I think we moved back stateside when I was about six, and uh, we moved to uh, – to Texas, and then we moved to the Carolinas right there in 89, and so uh, I've been, you know, stateside for a good long while now, um, way longer than I was overseas, that's for sure. Let me let me ask you this, did you, did you get any opportunity to do any fishing in the Philippines or anything like that? No, but I had some vague memories of watching my dad spearfish. Um, we oh, we yeah. were cool. all the time on the weekends, and so he was part of a dive club, and they would all get together, and they would spearfish every weekend. So I have a, a lot of, um, you know, memories of the, you know, fish coming off the boat and, uh, you know, always liking to look in the coolers just to see <laughs> A lot of fun and, and a lot of different, you know, reef fish that they would that they would shoot. So, um, you know, very early memories, but, it, you know, the, the earliest memories are 100% of fish coming over the rail or fish coming home. So I've always been, you know, kind of kind of drawn to that water. So let, let's talk a little bit about Holy City Charters, you know. Let's talk about what you do. So you do some brackish fishing you do some offshore fishing so why don't you tell the good folks a little bit about your company you know where you're at and what you like to fish for um well i'm based out of charleston south carolina and um 
you know, we fish the estuary or our rivers. Um, that's a lot of trout and, uh, flounder, redfish. And, um, you know, we, we see bell, sheep's head, black drum mixed in. We'll have some seasonal fish come in as well. You know, ladyfish and, uh, the different mackerels. We'll have the Spanish and the king mackerel come in. Um, if we can get off the beach and the ocean's calm, we'll push out, you know, 10 to 25 miles and then we'll get into the amberjacks and the cobia, some of the bigger, bigger, you know, fish that we, that we like to stretch some arms with. And, uh, of course there's a lot of sharks as well. We do catch those pretty much all summer behind the shrimp boats and, um, that's, that's a crowd pleaser as well. But I, um, you know, I take groups fishing, uh, six or less. And, um, it's a 23 foot bay boat, so it does accommodate quite well. And, um, you know, I kind of drive it and I tell you where to cast and hopefully things go right. <laughs> so, so how did you get into the, uh, charter or charter fishing? How, how'd you get started with that? I have always wanted to show somebody something cool that I had found. If I caught fish somewhere, I wanted to show somebody. And if I, you know, if, if there was a cool pattern, um, I would show somebody that. So as long as I can remember that I've been fishing, if I found something that I thought was interesting, I always needed to tell somebody. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So you mean that you're that guy, if I ask you for help, you're going to give it to me. You're not that guy I'm going to ask for help that says, I ain't burning my spot, pack sand. <laughs> I'll tell you a whole lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that that's what it's about. You know, that's how we grow. That's how we that's how we manage the relationships. You know, helping others. You know, and you know, I, I follow you a lot. I know Gary follows you a lot. We all follow you. For and sure. Anybody who's met you, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier. His name's Bob Wilkerson, and uh, he said he had the opportunity to meet you down here. And he actually texted me at seven o'clock and said, "Hey, are you guys not doing the podcast tonight, dude?" I said, yeah, yeah, man, we're running behind a little bit here. And then he told me the little story here. Uh, let me see what, what it was he said to me. I just like to let people know what they think about him. And it's good stuff. It's not bad stuff, John. <laughs> so it says, uh, he said, he said, hey, are you guys doing the podcast or what? You said it was starting at 7, dude. I know you're late all the time, so help me out. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, yeah, we're coming in soon. We'll be <laughs> home by 8. He said, I met John F-E-I-S-T. It's not feist. It's Fuss, Bob. F-U-S-S. Anyway. I'm uh, sure it was just autocorrect. Right. Hey, you know what? It could be that. I'm sorry, Bob, if I was mean. Um, so I met John Fuss plus two different times down there. He's a cool guy. Fuss. Oh, it is. Look, what's it say in the next one? See, Fuss, I told you. Fuss, stupid phone message. I'm sorry, Bob, for being mean to you. Um, so, you know, so, so you know, th- this is the cool thing. You come here and people remember you and they ain't seen you and- Oh wow, you know what I mean. So that says a little bit about a little bit about you personally, and and how good of a person I think that you are. You know what I mean. We I know Mary's been down there to see you. I mean, a bunch of people have come down there to hang out with you, um, and and I we appreciate you coming here and, and giving For us sure, the man. clout that you give back. You know, the sick of deer and things like that because that has valued us, and that's probably drawn another two or three hunters every time you say something. You know what I mean. So. Yeah, uh, man. How'd you do a sicker this year, by the way? I meant to ask you that when you were here earlier this week. <laughs> we had a had a really good time with them in October. We saw, oh man, we saw just an unbelievable amount in October. And uh, me and my buddy Phil, we both killed a hind, and then we got picky, and we didn't kill nothing after that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we got real excited, and, and we said, you know, we're going to come back up for late muzzleloader. We came back up for late muzzleloader. We spent six days hunting and saw zero from the trees. Oh, and, man. Yep, that was, that was fantastic. So we're still licking those wounds and, and ready to come back in September. We're ready for you to come back for sure. Yeah, me too, Aww. man. So, uh, did you see the little thing that he put the other day? I didn't even know he was in here, and I'm walking around talking to myself. <laughs> I'm writing orders in my head out loud and just – Walking back and forth, and all of a sudden I get this text message. And it's a picture of me with my hands up in the air and looking at this and pointing at that. And lo and behold, he'd been sitting there for probably 20 minutes, and I'm just sitting there walking in circles over by the Lord's trying to figure out what's what's <laughs> what's my next sale going to be? What am I pushing next time? You know? So, and I know, I know Gary enjoys when you come too, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. What the. What's your favorite fish to eat that you're that you're catching? You're taking your clients for if you're if I if I was on boat on the boat and I'm new to this and I said John, I don't know what's good to eat, man. I just want to catch what's good to eat. 
Where are you taking me and what are we catching? Well, it depends on how calm the ocean is and what time of the year it is. But so just if, if you could just give me any time and, and, you know, you show up, I would, I would almost say our, you know, our, our redfish or our speckled trout are quite fantastic. I, say speckled yeah, trout, yeah, I love speckled trout. Or a bit of speck. Now, let me ask yep. you this. Are, are you with me on this thought? Speckled trout, you know, clean them and eat them. Don't freeze them. I definitely agree. I, I, good. um, okay, good. A lot of people tell me I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, trust me, I've tried it. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but you go to the Gulf Coast and and they they freeze them all the time out there. We're just not we're not the same as the Gulf Coast guys down there in Louisiana and Texas. They are they are kind of trout people. They love it. But, yeah, um, I would probably vacuum vacuum yeah. seal them. They yeah. might be all right, but I don't like yeah. fish frozen too long anyway. Any kind. That's right. Is there any kind of fish down there that wasn't there, say, when you first started that you see more prevalent now with time? I I feel like um, with the warming trends um, are black drum. I see black drum more often than I used to ever see them. I think I would catch them just about every other trip, maybe every trip, versus not seeing but maybe five or six a year ten years ago. No snakeheads in Carolina yet? Not yet. Not yet. Nobody's uh, nobody's gotten brave enough to, <laughs> to run them. <laughs> My goodness. How 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 far uh, how far from the Georgia places are you? I uh, I'm going to think maybe three hours from them. Have you have you heard much down there? I mean, was are they finding any more? I mean, I've been looking for articles, researching, you know, trying to see what's going on, but I'm not seeing much. So the, I guess, I guess my question is, being that you're closer, are they, is there any more hype going on about it? Are they talking about it? Has any more been caught, or just that one? No, I think it was just that one. And, and long ago, actually, in the lake that I grew up on, Lake Wiley, this was long, long ago. There's a there's an old news news clipping of a snakehead that was caught up that way, and that caused a little bit of a a ruckus with with people around the lake for a little bit but nothing ever materialized um with that thankfully see that and that and that's kind of weird because like in some lakes they seem like they can really do some stuff like well, according how many are put in there it's only one yep. well, that, well that's what i was about to say well it i mean let's, on how early let's, you look, catch let's look at lake anna you know um you know i've got some good friends down there the mccotters and stuff like that that fish and uh you know i've talked a four foot uh rock fish in lake anna yes that's why I'm bringing this up. You know, they, they're seeing the numbers, you know, really popping off in Lake Anna in some areas. And I think the bass anglers, you know, which they're very concerned and they have every right to be, you know, Lake Anna is one of those lakes that can produce 12, 13 pound largemouth. And it has before, you know. So, you know, to see the introduction there and to hear from the guys there that are fishing that say they see them swimming in mass numbers at the power plant. You know, so and that's warm water in the winter, you know, so they've got the opportunity in some lakes that they don't have in other lakes that may have a power plant that may have, you know, like Peach Bottom nuclear power plant in Pennsylvania. Man, let me tell you what, I got a buddy that works up there on the inside and he sent me some pictures the other day of just snakeheads swimming in the impoundment inside the fence where you can't fish, man. I used to sneak in that place when I was a kid all the time, dude. I know what that place had. It was like the best walleye fish in the middle of the winter with a bottom sinker. You know what I mean? So, so we know we don't have them in North, in South Carolina now. Um, what about North Carolina? Heard anything there? I heard somebody say last week that they might have had some there. Not a. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Not anything. Okay. So let's talk about hunting for a little bit. Sick oh, of hunting, boy. turkey hunting. We got turkey season coming up. You coming up here to do some turkey hunting? You know, if I can ever get drawn into Blackwater, um, I'm going to come up there and give it a whirl. Uh, I think I'm going to try it next year, but um, I have not. Uh, I have not tried to come up there and chase turkeys yet. It's usually a busy season. I, I can so. tell you right now, if you want to donate five thousand dollars to Friends of Blackwater, I'll go talk to Mister Rick, and we'll see if we can't pull some strings and get you a permit. I, I don't think you're like that. Way, yeah. I know, I know, I'm being funny, <laughs> but no, a lot of people say the same thing. You know, they wish they could get that. You know, and get in. There. It's it's um. It's funny, John. My, I, you know, it's not living here doesn't have anything to do with it. The boys I hunt with mostly from New Jersey. It was eight of us uh, two years ago. We all put in for turkey uh, permits for Blackwater, and I was the only one that didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just how it is. Uh, I got friends to do the bear hunts, too, and they say the same thing. Every mm-hmm. one of my friends got it but me, man. <laughs> well, I, th- I think turkey permits now, I think they're for, 
first come, first serve. <clears throat> yeah. I think all, all the Blackwater's permits are now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah so. They sold out of permits last year. Yeah, so first if you, time ever. If, if, if you ain't got a permit, you better be getting on it right now. You that, know that's what, I mean? what I'm curious to see this year is is with, with the hype starting to die down a little bit from the meat eater episodes, are they going to sell out again? I don't think it was that. I think it was COVID. That's a big part of it, too. I really yeah, think yeah. it was COVID. You know, People I, just looking for something look to do outside. Look at the outside. fishing, too. I mean, our fishing was oh, unreal, you know? I mean, and it already is this year, too. Oh, my God. I mean, we're grateful for that. I'll tell for you that. For sure. And and this Saturday, we're going to be up at Anglers yep. up there. You know, we'll be up there with uh, that. What's that special lure we got now, Gary? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> a little guy there. <laughs> oh, man. Is that a little splatter bait from Daryl Willie? Yeah. That's what I caught my perch on the other day. That's your favorite lure in the world, isn't I it? love them things, man. Mm. So, uh, so we will have Snakehead Destroyer yep. swim baits up there at Anglers. Is, is Daryl going to be there Saturday? Daryl's going to be there also, Good. yes. Yeah. Damien Tall, we've yep. got him committed. Believe it or not, he's going to be there slinging bait. So that should be pretty fun. And, and actually, I just talked to uh, Dave Skorsky earlier today. Yep. Hey, he's going to be there as well with yeah. us. So I'm going to so. bring his boots to him. I'll have his boots for a year. <laughs> How much you want for him? They're not that good. Right. Yeah, give, give them away then. I don't want them. That's a big cheese fill anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I got his cooler and his boots. I think Dave would be happy to let you walk a day in his boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. My days are already crazy. So, John, hunting-wise, have you done any trips? Have you? I mean, I know you hunt other places. What is what is your He's most... He's a hunter, too. Yeah. What is your most memorable hunt that you've had so far living the dash, man? You know what I mean? What, what What's your most memorable hunt, your most favorite hunt you ever had? You got one? Yeah. You know, I've... I've, and I've very privileged to have a bunch of hunts under my belt. I've chased elk in Utah and, um, you know, I've chased the sickas there and they've chased whitetail and hogs here, but the first sicka hunt ever when we came up there the first time was pretty amazing. Uh, a buddy of mine, we drove in on the back side of a hurricane as it was pulling out and it dropped the temperature down to 42 degrees the first morning we were there and a friend of ours had sent us a google pin and we had no idea how to get to this place he was like this island out there in the frag looks fantastic this is where y'all need to go so it's four in the morning when we can finally get in the refuge and we're trying to fix this thing with cell phones and we finally make our way to where we need to be and um, it was unreal. There was so much commotion going on with the stags and the hinds talking. And uh, to this date, I've never heard them bugling like that. But uh, the first stag that cracked off did it at about 40 yards from us, and we never saw it. But it almost us out of the tree. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I won't forget that. You know, I won't forget the smell of the marsh, and uh, I won't forget the, the Phragmites, you know, and all, the, all just the neat stuff. Um, it's very similar to my home, you know, it's very similar to Charleston, um, but it's also very different. So it's, it's great. You know, um, I, I can kind of, I, I haven't been where you are to Charleston, but I've been down to Beaufort and, you know, there were so many places there that I saw that reminded me of here, you know? Well, you got that salt marsh there. Yep. Those little creeks yep. and stuff. Yeah. yeah they, they're sick of there when they big off like that and you don't see them. It's almost like they're ventriloquist and they their voice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, you wonder where he's at, just throwing that voice to make you think that he's somewhere else. I can tell you, my, my first time I ever hunted Sicka was ever Button's Neck. And we all had walkie-talkies, you know, whatever. And uh, it was not quite light yet. And that sucker was so close to me that it, when, it, when it bugled, I thought a lady was screaming for help. Seriously. <laughs> So I get on the radio. I'm like, I think you heard a peacock, not 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 a sick of deer. I don't live by you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so I, I I radioed to my uncle Wayne. Like, hey, did you hear that? He's like, what is that? That lady screaming. He goes, what lady screaming? I was like, she's somewhere between me and you. She sounds like she needs help. She yelled three times. He's like, he's like, I I don't I don't I did not hear a lady scream. And then it did it again. I went. There's, dude, dude, she's right between me and you somewhere. She needs help. I'm getting down and I'm going. He goes, you dumbass, that's a sick of deer. Stay in that stand. Don't don't you move. <laughs> I've had, I, I wasn't the smartest hunter in the beginning, John. I'm still not. I mean, I'm, I'm not a seasoned hunter, period. But, uh, I mean, in the beginning, man, I really loved hunting. And for me, what's kind of happened is we got into the snakehead thing. Mm -hmm. Then I got the second dog. Now my life is controlled by dogs. So this year, yeah, she definitely controls you. Oh God. So this year, I mean, I didn't get the hunt for squat, man. This is the first year that I just didn't get to do it. So uh, you know, I'm hoping next year that Molly straightens up a little bit. 
If not, we're going to move on to the duct tape treatment, and we'll just duct tape her. No, I'm just kidding. I'll go to jail for that. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. You know, she's a terror, man, but I love her, you know. I wonder where she gets it from, Kaz. You know what? Somebody said the other day, said, that dog is just as neurotic as you are, man. It's just as scatterbrained as you are. Look at it, man. I was like, huh? He said, look at your other dog, man. She's all stressed out, barking crazy like you are. It's like you two are talking together. So, yeah, I think you're right, man, you know. <laughs> Gary, I'm thinking we should give away something. What do you think? I think yeah, it's a good time for a giveaway. So, uh, for those that everybody doesn't know, we've got a massive snakehead tournament coming to the upper back. That's right. And it's on August the 14th, and I put a post up last night with everything, you know. So the Maryland Waterways, you know, they're playing a big role in this, a nonprofit organization. They care about the quality of water. They care about the ecosystem. They care about the impact. So, you know, we want to say thank you to the Maryland Waterways for everything you're doing, too. So that's August 14th at Flying Point Park for the kayakers. We even got a special place for kayakers. You're going to go out of Joppa Town, Mariner Point Park, and you know who's going to handle that? My good friend, Mr. Roy Boyd. You know, so that's going to be fun, too. So let, let's, uh, how many prizes you want to pick? I think I got like 18 or let's, 20 let's or I don't do, know. Let's do two. Two? Let's do two. Two's a good start. John can't win, so John, don't leave any comments. <laughs> you got it. It's a 65 Buick Skylark. Holy <laughs> moly, look at the chrome on that. Uh, special reserve here. Special reserve? Five-inch five grub. From old, old school, school, old school, old school, school, old school, old school tackle. All right, so look, old school. So, uh, is that one of those one runs? Yes. So, yeah. so let's tell everybody about the one runs. So, we're going to be offering to you guys, you know, every month, every couple of weeks. You know, what Brian does is when he pours a mold or pours a color, he has to trim some stuff off of it. So, what we'll do with that is once we have a five gallon bucket of trimmings, we'll go ahead and recycle that instead of throwing it in, in the trash and put it in the landfill somewhere that's not going to, you know. What if he's only got four and a half gallons? Same thing. We're still running it, man. <laughs> There's not as many. You hear what I say? You don't know if you don't go. You That's don't know right. if you don't run them, right? <laughs> uh, don't go there again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't. God, man, it's so much fun here. So the one runs basically is we're just going to run whatever is in that bucket. Melt it down. Whatever color comes out, that's the color that comes out. And we're going to do it as a one run. And we're going to offer it as a special here at the Wolford store. We're trying to work out the numbers right now, what yep. we're doing with them. But uh, it's a great way to have a color that nobody else has. And you could be somewhere with a color that nobody else has, catching all the fish where everybody's looking at you and then sell them things for $5 a piece. First person to put Kaz is last name. Kaz's last name. Mm. All you gotta do is put Kaz's last name in the comments, and that that pack of special reserve is yours. All right, so how about uh, we do one more? You want to give away something else? I'm ready. Oh, got a koozie. Oh, Ooh. man, from the Wolford store. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, Eddie, tell me what we're going to do. We're going to have every weekend, we're going to have somebody on hand here for a couple hours. Yep. Except for know. this weekend. This weekend, we're going to be at Anglers, yeah. so it won't be This weekend, this we'll weekend, be at but... Anglers on Saturday. Crab season starts this week, so I will have crabs at the crab stand tomorrow. Um, you know, this is going to work out really, really good for yep. everybody. So, so Saturdays we're um, basically through lunchtime. We're going to have one of us, at least one of us, preferably more if we, if if we can make it work. It's just going to be here hanging out. If you got questions about snakehead fishing or anything, anything sick of your how, how to yep. pair a rod with a reel. Yep. I mean, we're going to be here to help you because that's, that's what it. we want to do. You know, we're not so, getting paid to come here and hang out. We're getting, we're just coming here so that we no, can he's help actually you be paying successful. Me to <laughs> he pays me to leave all the time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you professional. I get I get a lot of payment from Eddie. Uh, payments to shut up. Payment to leave. Payment to mind my business. You know. Oh, so. <laughs> but yeah. So the first one to say, I love cheesesteaks. You get the koozie. There you go. John, tell us about another hunt you've been on. Tell us about a hog hunt. What's your most memorable hog hunt? Ooh, memorable hog hunt. There's, there's been quite a few of those things. Have right you ever there. been attacked, man? Have I what? Have you ever been attacked by one like you see on YouTube and all that shit every now and then? No, I, I really think <laughs> you need to put one of those things between you and a hard place because if they can't go anywhere, they're going to try and go through you. Otherwise, they're pretty skittish animals. Right. You know, you got really got to, you know, not give them an out. Um I guess, uh, honestly, my, my more memorable hunts have been watching other folks um, shoot their, you know, first hogs or... Man, you know, I love um, your attitude, man. What's the biggest hog you shot? I, you know, I got a real good one with a rifle a few years back um, in our public woods, uh, and it was right around 275. Wow. It might have been... That was a good size one. 
And then I, uh, I shot one with my bow last year, year before last. Um, and that was a good one. That was probably around 200 pounds on that one there. Those are the two of the bigger ones I've, yeah, I've shot. Yeah, I shoot one with my Raven bed. You need to come down and see me then. Uh, I am, buddy. I am. Come on. <laughs> turkeys. So where are you with your slam? How many, how many different species of turkeys have you got? You know, I've only chased Easterns, and I've only chased them in South Carolina. Um, you know, we've got a pretty special bird from, from the Francis Marion National Forest here. And when they repopulated our turkeys up and down the east, uh, east coast, the, many of those birds were actually taken by net from our, our forest and used to repopulate other states. That? So, uh, I've been chasing those for a good long while and, uh, I really haven't traveled to chase turkeys. I, I always kind of put my eggs in the in the sicker basket anymore if I'm going to go anywhere. So, I like that answer. So, so our good friend Jim Zumbo, you know, he was mm-hmm. telling me all about elk hunting and all that and the adrenaline rush and this and that. And, you know, I, I would like to go hunt elk, but I really believe that if a 2,000-pound animal pulled out from behind a tree three feet from me, I ain't shooting nothing. I'm running. You know <laughs> what I mean? So. Yeah, that's probably the only big game that I, I would have any interest in. Yeah. I like to go elk hunting, but all the other big game, I'm not really interested. I'll tell in. you what, what, what I really want to go hunt is red stag. Yeah. And, and, and the reason for that is probably real stupid. But when I was drinking and I was a full-blown alcoholic, I drank two-fifths of this whiskey only because it had a deer on it, and it was called red, <laughs> red stag. stag. And that was my drink, you know? I, I think the, the big game I really want to chase is caribou. That's Yeah. I remember... Uh, uh, <clears throat> caribou was all dad went hunting he traveled a lot for hunting and stuff like that when i was younger and my favorite meat that he ever brought back was caribou meat. i love and caribou my too. god it was delicious and i'd like to get some for myself i had so a friend went to newfoundland last year yeah. to hunt upland caribou i think they're called and he sent me back a whole cooler of that stuff it was amazing john you said you were talking about elk hunting have you have you have you had the opportunity what what's your what, what what's up with you and elk you killed any i have i have i uh i hunted utah with a friend and it was a lot of fun. I um, I was very close to a lot of bugling elk. Uh, they're really neat. And I'll tell you what, altitude is a killer when you live below sea level. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good buddy. Right. Ain't kidding. And um, it, it's very different. But it's it's interesting, though, because I was, I was close to a lot of bugling elk for a week. And then I took a, a week break, and then I came up to see y'all. And I had thickest bugling around me. And I think those... <laughs> Little one hundred pound sickas can throw a bugle just as hard as a seven or eight hundred pound elk. For sure, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know anything about elk, so I, don't, I wouldn't be able to confirm yeah. the comparison, but it would make sense to me. You know what I mean? They throw it at the same, you know, just a higher pitch, same decibel level, higher pitched, and uh, honestly, I, I think the sickas taste a little better. Um, I, uh, you definitely don't get winded. It is a difficult hunt out west, but it's also difficult on the eastern shore. So they just have a degree of difficulty that'll you know, kind of mental game um, for both of them. So what else have what else what other hunts have you been on? I mean, let's talk about everything, man. What else you'd like to shoot? Alligator <laughs> shot an alligator. We have we have we've uh, killed multiple alligators. Um, got some got some real funny stories about them. Um, that I'd one. have to tell you. Campfire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. That's one for off the air, huh? <laughs> it's a good one, but uh, but no, I we we um, we've hunted them almost every season for the for the first five seasons they were in, and we were successful. Um, I think all but one season and, uh, we, we've gotten, you know, we know the water quite well. So if anybody draws a tag, I always tell them just to give us a call, either me or my buddy Riz, um, you know, we can square it up and, and get you out there after them. But, you got um, alligators in South Carolina, right? Yep. Yep. yep absolutely. You got to draw a tag and it's probably a three year draw anymore. I remember you draw it in the second year. Um, if, if you put in for about the first two seasons, but now it might even be four years out if you, uh, you know, you got to keep putting in for the preference points, but, um, it, it's quite hunt, uh, fun. It's a social hunt. You know, you don't, it's not super quiet and, uh, not nearly as, as stalking and stealthy as other things, but, um, it's quite, quite different, but it's thrilling. I'm always amazed. I watch them on TV to shoot them in the water. You know, yeah. from a hundred yards, you, right. we were always and, taught you never shoot on the water. Right, right. Shotgun shell that. maybe, but not a rifle. 
That's it. That's it. They have to be here that you've got to affix them to something, either whether it's a spear or a, a bow and arrow with a reel on it or something to that nature, or, or even a snatch hook. You can you can cast a, a big treble hook across them. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. I've seen them do that with this big spinning reel. Have you ever done that, John? Yes, we've we've uh, we've caught several that way. We most of them have been taken with archery tackle, though. Um, the biggest one was eleven foot six, um, and that was the first one we ever got. And that was that was a big one. That's a, yeah, that's a big one. Mm. Yeah, shoot him, um, John. A- shoot him. Do you enjoy eating gator? It's okay. I think it's a novelty. It's fun to eat when you got a bunch of buddies that are going to come over and you can just cook some up. But um, I don't particularly go searching it out because I'm I'm looking to eat alligator that evening. I can't lie. Have, I, lo- have, I love uh, eating it. I'm you have iguanas down there? Or we don't. Uh, we get a little too cold for that. I was just um, watching the other night. I was watching TV and they were they were shooting iguanas with a blowgun down yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I saw that too. That was cool. Yep. Yep, a couple friends of ours have uh, had just you know went down there and done that. I think multiple sets of people that we all know have been down. There. I think Jen Jen Cubbage just got back from doing that not too long ago. Yeah, I think I think I could get into that. I've got a blowgun. I'm pretty good with it actually, but I don't, I don't have a bigger one like they were using. But you can always upgrade. Well, you can upgrade you go. yours anyway. So for snakehead, yeah. How are you going to try to try to blowgun a snakehead? Yeah, I don't see why not. I, I, Speared a bunch of them last year. I got a, a gig on the end of a, it's a fishing, a uh, painting pole, an expandable painting pole. <laughs> it works great. You reach out there like 16, 18 feet, <laughs> pop them. I did pretty good last year. Mm. <laughs> so, so what else, what else have you hunted? You got any other good stories that you could tell us? You, rattlesnakes, anything like that? No, I, uh, I kind of stick to the bigger stuff anymore. I, I don't blame I you. I'd stay away from the snakes too. So, so have you hunted caribou or anything other than the elk? No, no, I have not. No pronghorn, no none of that. No, I've uh, those are all bucket list. the The caribou is definitely high up there. That's yeah. that's I'm kind of thinking about that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it's I'd be I'd be into doing eat. it. I think if you wanted to put together a trip for four of us, I'd I'd be. Oh, in. I'd love to go. That's what I'm saying. I'll go. Shit. Well, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can probably get a couple sponsors to pay for the trip anyway. You know I mean? so. <laughs> find that. Yeah. If, if you can find that, sign us up. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you mean we're not millionaires here? Yeah. Gosh, man. I think if you just look at the vehicle well, each was driving, you know, I think that explains it all right there. You look at Kaz's truck, my truck, and, and Gary's Jeep. It's well, <laughs> I, blame, I blame my truck on Molly. She's ate all the vi- sun visors off every window now, so they're all gone now. It looks like I've got broken visors around every window. No seat. <laughs> Belts left. No, I'm just kidding. You know? uh, before I forget, I didn't um, announce last week's uh, MEPS Angler Spot of the Week, and this is uh, Josh Jordan. This was his first snakehead of the year. He get this was supposed to be last week's Angler of the Week, but okay. it's this week's MEPS Angler of the Week. So that's Josh Jordan. Stop here in the store. Get your pick up your MEPS. You want to give away something else again? Like, yeah, give it away while we're at it for sure. Got to give it away to keep it, man. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's how it works, but we'll that go is how it works. Believe me, bro. <laughs> Oh, there's something big this time. Good God. Oh, it's another pack. I'm a little scared. Oh, another special reserve. Yep. Special reserve. In in the comments is what I want you to write. I'm kicking it old school. There you go. There you go. And you can have that bag of baits. John, take your comment down. That you don't count. I told you that. One more. Come on, get another one. Let's go. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, that, I'll tell you what. That's it's my, candy. No. <laughs> that's I beautiful. want you to read the going? color, man. That's one of my right, favorite this color colors. Is hammer. No. That's not the color. Oh, it's. Uh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> Acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I saw that. And I said to Brian, I said, I knew what you did when you was a teenager. He goes, honestly, no. Nah, never done that stuff it's, my whole life. It's far out, man. <laughs> I think that will catch though. That's that is dude, beautiful. Look, I, I took is. a bag of them down to my rockfish spot and I wore them out, dude. I ain't kidding you, man. I wore them out on that. Lab. And that's a one run, yep. isn't it? Is that one of the one runs? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, that's not a one. No, run. no. The the the, okay. the, uh, the acid trip is is one of the normal colors. Okay, so that, right, that, that's a standard trip? color. Yep. First person to uh, says Mister Natural. <laughs> Mister Natural. You guys won't know who it is, but anybody my age will. That's right. <laughs> 
Um, so, John, let's talk about your family, man. So is the family pretty involved with the stuff that you do? You make that a big part of, of, of what you do? We know the answer. I'm just making talk for the people out there that don't know you. That's all. <laughs> I try. I, uh, you know, I do the best I can with what I got. I got, you know, my little boy, he's <laughs> on the floor, so he's, uh, he's all gas and no brakes. <laughs> sounds uh, like me. So it's about time for him to get ready to catch a, a snakehead anyway. Yeah. Buddy, you just wait. I'm going to give him a couple of years, and he's going to be riding with me. How old is he up. now? He's almost four. He'll yeah. be four in June. So, um, you Joey know, started bringing up. Cody down when he was four. He's, he's full tilt now. Good. That's fantastic. And, you know, I just want to, I'm, I'm, you know, just want to kind of whet his appetite and leave him hungry. So, little short trips, and uh, <laughs> you know, I like it when he says he doesn't want to go home yet, and uh, it's, it's good. You, 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 you know what he reminds me of when I, when I see him? He reminds me of me when I was like eight, nine years old, and I got my skateboard. You know, I, I wanted my hair to be, I didn't want a haircut no more. I didn't want you, you know what I mean? I see that little and all the John, energy I'm, and gas I'm, he's on, got. On behalf you know? of everybody else, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. No, just God, they beat the shit out of me here, don't they? So look, so, so, so here we're 45 minutes in. Let's do some Snakehead 101. How about that? You want to talk yep. about a couple things? Let's go. Okay, so we have any of these left or are they gone? I've got more coming. Okay. So we told you that that sucker right there was going to be something. And let me just tell you what. The fish those caught. This is my new ditch pitch. That's what I'm going to call her. Ditch pitch? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I mean, look at the bottom there. It's got a nice yellow color to it. Let me tell you what I like about this thing. You can walk the dog with this sucker, and it's Man, unbelievable, it dude. You know, I do have to say this. You know, a lot of people always say stuff about the weight coming out. Here's what you do before you even cast this lure: seam that seam with super glue, and it'll last 40, 50 casts. Yep, it'll last more than two or three fish. You know, there's lots of hacks to these baits that you can do. All these baits. You know, I'm going to get right to the elastics next because they have been smoking them on this. Oh, you know, here's the elastics again. You know, this stuff is just. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling as hard as I the can. Other day you know? It's actually silicon, not. It's, it's made from masks that they use in Hollywood. The same you know? st- like yeah, fake skin and Mexican, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, you know. Same stuff that they make those out of, yeah. So that was a hot lure when, when we got a little warm. Now, the guys that were topwater fishing that bought them here and I told them about them, they smoked them. You guys know that I love this Savage Gear 3D rat. And I'm just, it's, it's so good looking. But here's the thing. You know, it's funny. I prefer the live targets over the Savage Gears. I know you do. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because they're great no. baits. You know what I mean? But the thing about this is this, this is how. That one definitely has a better action. It has great action. I great like weight. I just like to look at the live targets better. But what I like to tell people, you know, and, and I don't know if you do this with some of your stuff, John. But like this tail here, if you look at it, how it sits in there. You know, it's just it's just it's just bonded in there, almost like it's melted in there. So, for my hack, what I do is I get Zoom trick worms, and that's what I use to replace the tail. Just use a little piece. I take a fillet knife and I cut it thin, so it'll move real easy. And then what I do is I take a lighter. I get just the end of it hot, and if you can look and see on this bait here. There's a little hole right here that this tail slides into. There's your replacement tail that they send you in the pack that if you're going to order, you got to pay big money to get. You know, I'm not trying to take anything from that. I'm trying to help the guy that can't afford to order the $5.99 pack of tails. So a Zoom trick worm, cut it in the slits, get it hot with a lighter, shove it in that hole. It'll be in there for a while because you've melted it to the bait. And when it does finally get pulled free, just pick up another one of them little plastic strips. Load it with your lighter, stick it in there, and go back to work. So, you know, this was been really hot on the warm days. A lot of guys, you know, the Whopper Plopper 75, for the people that really know me, know that the Whopper Plopper was all I used. That's all you used for probably three years. years. Yeah, I mean, seriously. You know, when I was with Chris and over there at Big Bash USA, every time I'd leave a show, I'd say, man, can I get some of them to take with me? man? Yeah, man, here you go, brother. I had to have them. This one, the 90... The 140, I mean, they all work great. 
A lot of people look at that 140 and like, man, that thing's just too big. You know what? Look at the carp just that came out of these fish, and you tell me it's too big. Because when I would walk out on Aries Road with my rod and have a 140, a 14-inch musky lure, a 9-inch sassy shad, first thing people would say to me is, dude, what are you fishing for? Let's say snakeheads are like, really? Why? Why so big? I said, look, man, I'm not going to catch 40 fish. But I'm going to catch five fish that are going to weigh more than your 40 fish. Maybe that's a little not good comparison, but you know Close what I'm enough. saying. You know what I mean? It's funny. You know, I've never caught a snakehead on a whopper popper. Right? Me either. I'm never. Not, but, I mean, There's I, so I, many I people that I talk hits. to, you know? I've it's, got a couple hits, and I've slowed them down, and I've done all the stuff everybody it, says to do. Never got a hit. It's on. funny. The people, there's people who swear by them, okay. and then there's people who cannot catch a uh, snakehead on a whopper popper. I'll, I'll it's, t- it's, t- it's one or the other. There's no in between. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you where this son of a gun is good. Rock fishing with them on the top. There you go. I've called other stuff on yeah. it, but I'm not. I caught. mean, I ain't kidding you. There's another lure that Brett turned me on to. It was called a badonka donk. Like the dance, right? It's real, <laughs> dude. It's a real lure. <laughs> it's made by Bomber. It's called no the badonka donk. He showed me that, and man, I just fell in love with that thing. I'm not surprised by any fish. Lure so you know, anymore. the the Nantaberry we're we're just about sold out of already. Yep, we I talked mean, to, we talked to Brady. Brady said it's going to be a couple weeks before we get yeah, some more. Yeah, and and and. You know, if you're asking me if they work, do you think that we sold out in four days because they weren't working? We sold out in four days because everybody I was giving one or two of these to and telling them to go to a ditch and throw it was catching 10, 20 fish and coming back and buying four or five for the next trip, you know? Again, same thing. I like this lure because I can just steady retrieve it. I can stop it. I can fish it a bunch of different ways. The plastic's fairly sturdy. I didn't have any baits that I had to throw in the trash when I was done using them, and nobody else did either. The one guy that came back, you know, he said to me, he said, hey, man, he says, I I got three fish on this thing, but look at this thing. I said, dude, your fish are 12-pound fish. What do you expect? Look at the teeth (laughs) on that compared to these 18-inchers, man. I said, give it to me. I took super glue, and I just patched all his little bite mark holes back up. I said, here, man. He didn't say what it looked like after he was done, though. Yeah, I, I, said, I said, here, you're good for another 20 fish. Go and get some more. Now you got a Franken lure. Frank, yeah, Frankenbait. <laughs> Frankenbait. Um, I'm almost done through this. We want to talk about hooks because everybody's been messaging me on Facebook. The hook, the hook, the hook. What I use for snakehead destroyers, what I use for snakehead destroyers from Damien and the Bait Boys. Why not Eagle Claw Bait Holder Hook? That's all I use. So, you know, if you're going to use, you want a one and a half to one and three quarter inch round bobber, weighted bobber. I only clip the bottom weighted side. I do not clip the top side of the bobber. And then I leave a leader starting wherever I think the depth is that I need to start and then adjust accordingly as I go. Hey, John Fuss, you still there? I'm on <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's enough of Snakehead 101. Uh, back to John. So, John, as far as openings go this year, what are you looking like as far as bookings? You got some stuff open, some people can contact you, that you can get them on the water, or are you pretty booked up already? No, I've, I've got some openings, uh, especially into the summer right now. Those will fill quite fast after about May kicks in. And, uh, you know, with, with everything going on in the world, I, I think we'll have a, a little bit more back season this year, and, and people too. are scared. Um but, uh, yeah, you know, two two weeks notice, maybe um, as it gets closer to June, uh, you may want to, you know, if it's going to be a summertime thing, they want to call sooner than later. This is going to um, be the magic question. We're going to get it sooner or later. How much you charge, John? Oh, it's all on my website, buddy. Okay. So we <laughs> want you to go to the website. You can find the answers to your Good questions answer. there. Instead of messaging me and asking me for the price. What, what's the website, John? It is uh, holycityfishing.net. Is that what they call Charleston, Holy City? It is. It was uh, the church steeples in downtown. There were so many of them. Um, essentially, that's what they what they call. I was going to ask you why, why, what the name was about, and what it was. You know, so that's cool. Yeah. The history of that. Yeah, a lot of religious freedom long ago, and and different de- different denominations of churches popped up, and uh, there was a lot. So um, if, I, if I'm coming fishing with you, what do I need to bring with me? Good attitude, mediocre attitude, even. And a no tip. banana. <laughs> and no banana. <laughs> and a tip. Um, so you can take up to six people. We can fish for, let's give a rundown again of all the fish that we can come catch with you. Um, trout uh, or speckled trout, flounder, redfish, black drum, sheep's head, Spanish mackerel, king mackerel, cobia, sharks, 
um, Lady Fish. Oh, I was hoping uh, you'd forget that one because that was the only one I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we do get other odds and ends that that I uh, you know that I probably didn't name, but those are those are pretty. That's pretty solid run of species right there. We're we're fortunate to have a lot of species down here. Have uh, Have you caught an opa yet? I have not. <laughs> I didn't even know what the hell that thing was till they broke the record. It was all over Facebook. I said, "Holy moly! Look at this goldfish in the ocean, man!" Yeah, man, absolutely. They're they're funny looking. You want to give away two more things real quick? We're getting sure. up to an hour. We're gonna have to get out of here soon. So let's let's start rolling through some prizes. All right, John, you oh, you don't man. even know what it is yet. What do you mean? I want that. <laughs> there we go. It's more old school. Oh, look at that! Now. I like these. Now, yeah. let, let's talk about something on this bait here, okay? So, we have not released this bait yet. This is another prototype that we're working with. Right. Um, we're, we've got a couple things we're trying to work out with this thing, but this will be another swim bait offered in the Snakehead Destroyer line. Yep. So This the, is an old school shiner. Yep. Yep. So, so but that, that's in the Snakehead Destroyer with, with a chartreuse tail there. Right. And, and this, this actually has a little bit, these, these tails on these baits, a lot of people have been asking, they're bonded. That's what they are. They're bonded, you know. So you, the, the way it's seamed together, and you can reach out to Brian and he can explain that to you, you know, about the bonding and why it's better to bond than it is to do whatever directly pour or whatever he was saying. So, <clears throat> so make sure you check well, that's that how out. You get the color different. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is just, that's actually what they got a good to say? color right there. I don't know. Um. I'm, How about I want that? Yeah, there you go. Easy, I want that. And then uh, we'll do another one. Do another one. All right. Oh, oh that's one of my favorites right now. It's hiding them. I was hiding a few here to give away. <laughs> so uh, yeah. there you go. You, you, that's Little Mr. Brady pro. Feltz there, that yep. uh, not the bird chanted die. I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I like that little thing right there, too. I've been using that. I got to tell you, these have been a hot, 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 hot ditch lure for me. Woo! I know. Did you just burn yourself, Gary? Yes, sir, buddy. Plastic's melting. <laughs> what, what do they got to say? Um, I love Brady. How's that? Easy enough. Okay. All right, John, is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you think that you would want to mention to us or to the guys and girls that are listening out there today? Is there anything that uh, we may not have asked that you think is important that they should know? No, I, uh, I've just really enjoyed y'all having me on Oh, there. man, I love you. I we love you. appreciate you coming on, man. So, so, so let me ask you a loaded question. Sure. Shoot. What's your favorite pizza? What's my favorite pizza? Oh, that's a good one. Definitely mm. from Avis. Uh, from where? Hold on. Way. From where? Oh, Avis. From Avis. Oh, oh, okay. Good answer. And uh, the uh, the chef's choice over there is a good one. That's uh that's not a bad one at all. So that that right there is kind of a favorite. So you're telling me that's a top secret pizza? You can't tell me what's on it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you're protecting pizza, <laughs> bro. It, it's okay to protect pizza, bro. <laughs> i don't know i had a good time did you have a good time For sure okay so let's talk about a couple more things before we jump off here yep. go so we got the tournaments just a reminder of the dates first one is a month away from today may 1st snakehead spring king off, spring kickoff uh june 19th snakehead mayhem tournament uh july 31st snakehead summer slam September 18th, the Blackwater Snakehead Open. That is the grand finale of the Snakehead Championship Series. And currently our world champion is who? Our reigning angler of the year for, well, it's two years since we didn't have, didn't have, any, anything, last didn't have anything last year with COVID, um, is Wayne Waters. He's so, still holding so he, that belt. He, he's who you got to knock off, and that's yep. not going to be an easy person to knock off because let me tell you what, he's been doing even more homework this year, and he's done the last four. For sure. So – um, for those of you who don't know, registration is live. You can find the link in the description below. Um, check out Blackwater's Edge Facebook page. Um, and, and it's $50 to enter, and each Calcutta is another $10. If you And those are optional, of course. But we're, registration is live. And if they sign up for all four tournaments, yes, they free, get, you get You get into the Snakehead Club for free, and we're still it, – it, it's going to be up by the, by the tournament. Absolutely. So it, but it, we're working on it still. So a few things we got to work out there, which I think we can, yep. and, and we've got a few other people that we can have at our disposal to help us now. Yep. So that's good to know. 
Um, what else? Anything? August 14th, we got the tournament yes, at Flying August Point. August 14th, yep. And you got Roy Boy. He's going to handle uh, Flying or uh, handle Mariner Point Park with the kayaks. And, you know, we'll, we're, 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 I'm going to bounce back and forth between both of them because they're only 15 minutes apart. So, right. you know, I'll, I'll, be at, I'll be at some point down in Joppa Town to hang out with Roy and see my friend of 30 years and, you know, have a good day. So. Anyone more? No one more, but I want you to know this. Open day crab season was today. We found a few. Not just a few. I'm going to have them tomorrow up at the crab stand. Before you give them away, I want to announce the... the... Well, I'm not, I'm not giving away okay. any crabs this week. We're going to give them away on next week's podcast. This is the weekend to win a free bushel. Okay. So what they have to do is I gave them a lot of opportunities to share to get their name into the, the Name Pooler app, uh, Name Picker app, and if they, they share on... Our platforms for the podcast, or if they share something here, then all those shares come to me, and I put them right in the Name Picker app. So you've got so many angles to win crabs this year, it's not funny. And so many angles to win free lures on the Black Lures Edge podcast, yep. you know? So um, we got a lot of new things we're doing this year, and we're, we're doing this because we want to say thank you. Let me announce the winners to all of our giveaways day, then you can do your little crabby jingle, and we'll get out of here. Sure, John's tired. So... The, the first in. pack of Special Reserve baits went to Wayne Waters, the Kapow! Ray Angler of the Year. Hey! Um, the, the, the winner of the koozie was, and I hope I don't butcher this name, was Tony Olesgook. Kapow! <laughs> you won anyway, Tony. That's right. <laughs> uh, the second pack of Special Reserves went to David Green. Kapow! The pack of the uh, Acid Trips went to Robert Wilkinson. The pack of uh, old school baits with the chartreuse tail, the snakehead destroyers with the chartreuse tail, went to Jeremy Delanoy. And the Knottsbury bait went to Eric Brown. Kapow! So how many baits was that we gave away? How how many prizes we gave away? That was six right there. Six. So the crabs is number seven. Yep. Before we go, let's grab two more baits before we get out of here. Let's make it ten. I like the number. What do we got? How many? You need three more if you want to get the ten. If you include. Let's go. Let's go ten. Go, 10, Gary, let's go, yeah. 10. go big or go home, man. All right. I'm going to snatch out three at one time. There you go. Oh, a four or five. That's right? 18, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Another one of those baits Another from Brady Feltz. Yep. What do you think, man? Bullfrog? Green frog. Green frog. Green frog. Just write green frog in the comments. You can have that. Green frog. There you go. We got right. there. What's that there? Oh, oh, some more old school. These are. That's a hot color right there, bro. Them rockfish love that color. Them speckled trout. Them drum love that. I'm a glass on, but I think it says Blarney Stone. Blarney Stone. Blarney. Blarney Irish, Stone. Yeah. The little Irish stone. Oh Everybody's supposed to rub and get lucky. Get up or in the light. I can see the light reflecting through that yeah. man. What, what do they got to say for the Blarney Stone? I love Barney. That's nah, not what they got to say. We're not doing that. Okay. What do you want me to say? About, I wish I won those. <laughs> I wish I was Barney. No, no. Irish. I, I, Irish. I won. I like yeah. that. Irish. Yeah. I won. Irish. I won. Put okay, in the last you can thing. have that. Some more old school. These are five inch grubs, green grubs. Oh, they're wonderful. I'll t- I'll tell you where I gave some to a friend that used them was up at Peach Bottom in the at the power plant. He said he was catching got some cool little wipers like you wouldn't believe on it. Man. Look, you can and see them, got some little gold glitter in there that's just going off in the light. What do you want to say? Um, let's go with Give me the green. Give me the green. That's about it for the bag. We'll, we'll, we'll hold everything. Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Let's give away the bag. Right. On behalf of the Maryland Waterways Foundation, you may have a Maryland Waterways tote. Okay, good thing to throw two boxes of tackle in while you're walking down Key Wallace with just what you need, two rods. Slightly used, but only new merchandise. I mean, it's... Used by us. You don't think they want it? No, <laughs> I wouldn't want anything used by me half of it anyway. All right. The second not to worry went to Kyle Lee. Kapow! The Blarney Stone went to Paul Badgers. Kapow! Hey, Paul! And the five inch grub went to Karen Myers. Kapow! Karen, how are you, honey? Hey, we forgot about this. I love Maryland waterways. 
I love Maryland Waterways, and if you tag the Maryland Waterways Foundation, I'll even throw in a sticker from Brady. There you go. So tag them in them comments when you say, I love Maryland Waterways. Drop your sticker right in there, because I'm sure they'll do it. All right, Kaz, send us off with a jingle. Folks, I hope I see a lot of you out there this weekend buying crabs. I know I'm going to have crabs. I'm going to probably have some oysters. may have some other funny stuff there that you guys might like to get. Like, I might bring some scallops. I might bring some alligator loin or something like that for my friend John. Um, (laughs) Alligator loin. (laughs) Hey, that's what it is. That's what it says on the package. So when you use the word loin with alligator, they buy it. If I say, hey, man, you want some alligator? Ew, hell no, man. I ain't eating that ugly thing. It's like snakehead, you know. Maybe we should call it snakehead loin. It's not a bad marketing. Always, <laughs> always got the sales. Pitch. Hey, we can have that Snakehead Depot, bro. Anyway, look, folks, we appreciate you listening today. I can't thank you enough for all that you guys are doing to, to spread the word about the podcast. You know, we're trying to to keep the guests entertaining, to keep you excited to come watch. Um, be sure you check out my friend Leroy Heisen's page over there. He's set up a family and kids page for Snakehead Fishing. I thought that was very commendable of him, and, and I appreciate him very much. I've known him here coming for That's a couple cool years now. There too. Yeah. So uh, if you got kids and things like that, you want to get them involved in snakehead fishing, go ahead and join that page. In the meantime, let me leave you with a little crabby jingle. My crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. My crabs, they have a fourth name. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely monster-packed. So, if you ask me where they're from, they're 100% guaranteed Maryland crabs. That's all you need to know from right here on the Eastern Shore. No, I'm not telling you where we're catching them. So, I will see you there tomorrow. My crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. My crabs, they have a fourth name. Absolutely mustard packed. So, if you ask me where they're from... They're 100% guaranteed Maryland number ones. At the crab stand, here's a fact I know for sure you're coming back. Kapow! Kapow! Kapow!